everyone, and welcome back to Processions. If you're hearing this, it's uh, episode six, and you are listening to the first Patreon-exclusive episode. And so you're either listening to this on our Patreon with your subscription or a week later. And if you want to get this episode and the next episodes right as they come out, make sure you subscribe. So today, I am inaugurating this first Patreon episode with a good old reading of Marx, Daddy Marx. And I'm going to be reading from his economic and philosophical manuscripts, which aren't usually talked about all that much when it comes to political economy. But for me, they offer some really interesting insights into the way Marx's ontology of money and of everything else is operating. And hopefully getting through this, we can maybe start to think about how we can both overcome and then also maybe even redeem Marx a little bit at the end. So let's start reading. This is page 127 and 128. If man's feelings, passions, etc. are not merely anthropological phenomena in the narrower sense, but truly ontological affirmation of being, of nature, and if they are only really affirmed because their object exists for them as a sensual object, then it is clear that, one, they have by no means merely one mode of affirmation, but rather that the distinct character of their existence, of their life, is constituted by the distinct mode of their affirmation. In what manner the objects exist for them is the characteristic mode of their gratification. Two, wherever the sensuous affirmation is the direct annulment of the object in its independent form, as in eating, drinking, working up of the object, etc., this is the affirmation of the object. Three, insofar as man, and hence also his feeling, etc., is human, the affirmation of the object by another is likewise his own gratification. 4. Only through developed industry, i.e. through the medium of private property, does the ontological essence of human passion come into being, in its totality as well as in its humanity. The science of man is therefore itself a product of man's own practical activity. 5. The meaning of private property, apart from its estrangement, is the existence of essential objects for man, both as objects of enjoyment and as objects of activity. By possessing the property of buying everything, by possessing the property of appropriating, all objects, money is thus the object of eminent possession, the universality of its property is the omnipotence of its being. It is therefore regarded as omnipotent. Money is the procurer between man's need and the object, between his life and his means of life. So there's obviously quite a bit to go through here, and I'm going to run through it step by step. Marx, of course, begins here with positing a species being of man, of man's feelings and passions, as the ontological ground, right? Not both anthropological and ontological ground, which is anchored in 
man's relation to a sensuous object, a thing. And so then Marx runs through a series of logical formations, right? And so this thing in itself is the ground of man. Man's effect on the thing, whether it is destruction as creating a commodity, working it up, and putting his labor into the thing, is, is the sensuous affirmation of man's being. And this, of course, scales up of to an industrial process of private property and material creation of commodities. And this is where the ontological essence has dialectically been woven in and come into fruition as a totality of human activity, as a a practice of human production, of material production, which therefore comes fully all the way through to the way in which other objects, which Marx distinctly suggests money is the object of eminent possession, right, that's a quote, become the procurer, the proprietor of man's universal omnipotence in production, consumption, in all of political economy, as the omnipotent means that sits between his life and his means of life. This is where money becomes the preeminent object of existence. Now, this is crucially important because this, of course, similarly accords to the MCM circuit that Marx later describes in Capital. So there's a relationship between this ontological origin and Marx's articulation of political economy, of his commodity circulation model. And bringing this back to an MMT point, this is just a very clear example from Money on the Left of how, beginning from a certain ontological ground, here we have a dialectical encounter with an object, a thing, a material thing in nature, as the anthropological ontological ground, ends up coming all the way through to an ontology of money as precisely such a thing, as a reification, right? Money as an object. Stephanie Kelton, though, has this quip, which, of course, she doesn't mean necessarily in this sense, but money is no object, right? Money is not a thing. It is a wider, meso-meta, structuring, legal, political ground that precedes what Marx claims to be the ontological essence. The ontological essence, then, on our reading, is not an encounter with a thing, but rather a political, economic, social, reproductive prior, right? That is mediating any encounter, right? When man doesn't begin with one guy walking in nature, running into an object, of course not. Right? And, and to even use the word man gives away the whole game here. This is very a liberal enlightenment project we're, we're dealing with. And so we need to really defamiliarize this narrative and, and, and call it out and suggest that this is actually a really profound ontological, analytical, and political economic problem that turns into a politics of encounters, right? a reified politics. And we can also say that 
It's understandable. Marx is working in a liberal enlightenment tradition. He's working out of Hegel. He's working out of Smith and Ricardo. He's working out of the idealist tradition, which is preoccupied with this encounter with the thing in itself, outside of me, a man, an other, right? And this is where the otherness gets baked into his project, right? As a dialectical otherness that he necessarily wants to affirm, but he still posits as an otherness. And so this is, in essence, and I use essence here quite purposefully, our critique of Marxism and Marx, which doesn't mean that all of Mar every Marxist needs to be tossed aside, but precisely that this origin, this essence in Marxism needs to be pried open and questioned. All right. See you next time.